it's just widely accepted. It's not how it was 20 years ago where if you have a tattoo, you're like, oh my god, yeah. you're a gangster. <laughs> At least that was like with our parents' generation, yeah. like Asian parents. Like, yeah, yeah. You're a gangster. <laughs> He's a gangster. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. cross the street. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of Our Tattoos. I'm your host, Joshua Petrasahan, and today I am hanging out with my buddy Lou, who I first met at the climbing gym here in DC. And today's episode is a little longer than what most of them will be like, but that's just what happens when we get to talking about our tattoos. We lose track of time and end up recording for almost an hour long. <laughs> But uh, I've cut cut it down a little bit, and I'm super excited for you all to listen in on this convo we had about Lou's ink. All right. Well, Lou, thanks for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, you went I climbing was, this morning, right? Went climbing this morning. That's right. Nice. Saw her there. Heard her friend. Um, let me just say, Josh, how thrilled I am about mm -hmm. this podcast. Not just being invited, but thank you. But uh, I was thinking earlier how super dope it was that you, you know, like you've taken this idea that you shared with me a few months ago or weeks ago and like you're doing it. And I mm -hmm. absolutely love that because, you know, there's so many of us, we have these pet project ideas or dreams that we want to do. And like for the most part, we don't do it. They don't materialize. Mm. But I'm so stoked and I'm so thrilled that you're making this happen. <laughs> in any way that I can support your journey, you're here. Mm -hmm. It actually reminded me, Josh, of a friend of mine that I was catching up with, a um, childhood friend. Her name is Kim Trang Nguyen. She's up in New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was VP of this company and just, I guess, feeling unfulfilled in her life mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, was a photographer on the side, um, amateur, um, but fell in love with the craft. And she is now one of New York's like most celebrated wedding photographers, like wow. fucking crushing mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So I hope this project of yours mm -hmm. spins out into whatever it is that you want to manifest. Cause I'm for it, man. I'm so, I'm so man. happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm honestly, I am so thankful for your encouragement and Murray's encouragement and like other people who, yeah. Like, so like I've had this thought about this podcast for, I guess like I've, the first time I told someone about it was a year ago in Nashville. And it's like been something I've been thinking about and something I've like shared with not everyone, but just like shared with a few friends. And honestly, I don't think I would have done this without like your guys' encouragement. <laughs> We're just like I mean, knowing a, that people are it's, behind It's a little it. scary, right? Because yeah. you're putting yourself out there mm -hmm. and you know, you're you're talking about pretty intimate things, at least for me it is like with tattoos. Mm -hmm. um, so you're engaging them in a way that is a little more more personal than just a superficial conversation. But I think that this is a platform that's needed. Listen to you know, your, your first podcast and I just fell in love with it because I felt mm -hmm. like I just, as I shared with you earlier, I was sitting there with a cup of coffee, um, almost as if I was right there with you and your guest. Mm -hmm. So I just love the platform and the style that you're, you're bringing about. Cool, thank you. Yeah. All right, well, how about to start off, do you wanna introduce yourself briefly to 
the listeners and um, maybe as an icebreaker, yeah. I was thinking, what is one place that you would, if you could just travel to any place right now, like a place you've never been to before, like where, where would you go? Yeah. And that's introduce a yourself question. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, everyone that's listening. Uh, my name is Lou Duong. Um, I met Josh here in D.C., um, where I was born, raised between here and, and the Northern Virginia side, right across the bridge. Um, work-wise, uh, I, I work for uh, uh, a foundation-esque work type of work. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called UNCF. Um, we specifically promote um, you know, uh, the academic pursuit for thousands and thousands of students across the country. I'm, principal, I'm a director. Uh, I oversee a portfolio of, of work, about $50 million. Um, the organization itself, uh, we've raised over $5 billion. Uh, we distribute over $100 million. We're the second largest, I don't know if you know this, Josh, but the second largest basically financial aid funder for, for students across the country, second wow. only to the federal government. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. So really proud of the work that. that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really proud of the work that we do. Um, so that's what I focus on professionally. My personal time, I spend a lot of it with Josh climbing. <laughs> um, yeah, when, when was the first time we met at the gym? Maybe it was in the fall? I think it was in the fall. Yeah. Ironically, it was because of tattoos. Yeah. I think you yeah. know, one of us came up to each other and we were like, hey, like, yeah. I love your tattoo. <laughs> and I want to get into that more because I think you know that's that's the beauty, right, of, yeah. of tattoos. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, my, my fiance, my partner, Madeline, um, climbs as well mm-hmm. and climbs with you, Josh, and your, mm-hmm. your wife, Mary. And um, y'all getting married. Getting married, man, in like yeah. three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, not because of the marriage, but just we have so much stuff to do. Josh, all, oh, the, loose, yeah. all the loose ends, oh, man. man. Yeah. All the wedding loose ends. But um, yeah. we're, we're super excited, feel super blessed, super fortunate, and we're ready for family to start coming in soon mm-hmm. and, yeah, to celebrate. So Nice. Very cool. excited. Back to your question. Yeah. Oh, yeah, icebreaker. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't – that's a hard one to say, mm-hmm. Josh, because I really love – to be on the beach. I mm. love to surf. I'm terrible at it, but I love to Oh, be... you surf? Yeah. Too? I mean, yeah. how about this? I try to surf. <laughs> I just love yeah. being in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just love being in the water, love being in the ocean. So it could be, I don't know, Josh, like my YouTube like algorithm, it, it spits me out into Fiji and, and mm. Bali, mm-hmm. you know, and Ooh, uh, I love Bali. Mauritania. Like it's just all these amazing beach places, mm-hmm. but um, I also just love the snow. I love snowboarding. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like Chamonix in France, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Switzerland. If it's in America, I'd love to go to Jackson Hole. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to go with friends and Madeline to Whistler. God, so I can't <laughs> answer a question. There's, there's too many amazing yeah, places, many. but hopefully that gives you like a frame of reference. Yeah. But yeah. So that's cool. Nice. All right. Well, uh, first off. How how many tattoos do you have? I don't think I've like, um, and I don't know if I've like seen all of them. Before. So I guess yeah. if you're counting, if you're counting my sleeve as an in individual pieces in other in other tattoos mm-hmm. I have, I have about twelve. Twelve. Mm-hmm. I have about twelve. Nice. And for all the listeners, um, my left arm is comprised of a bunch of botanicals, specifically peonies, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk about that later. But um, if you add the peonies up without the shading mm-hmm. there's about i don't know eight or nine and then i have some other tattoos on my right arm as well as my chest and some other places as well nice what, yeah. when 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 did you get your first tattoo i got my first tattoo josh uh in my gosh i don't know like 
seven or eight years ago. Uh-huh. And I would have gotten them earlier. I mean, I say that now, but everything, you know, everything works on its own time. Yeah. But I would have gotten them earlier, but I was like literally still petrified uh-huh. of my mom and dad mm. losing their shit yeah. over tattoos. And I shouldn't have worried because at a certain point, like you're just, you're an adult. Yeah. But the 12 year old Asian boy and he was like, oh my God, what's my mom and dad going to say? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd love to hear your I, feedback on that too. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt the same thing. Right? Yeah. Like you're just, <laughs> it's scary. Uh-huh. Um, and it caused a lot, of, a lot of hesitation. But I will say this, Josh, like the... The waiting helped me really crystallize um, the design that I wanted to get because I really do feel like what I would have gotten if I was 21, 22, 23 mm-hmm. would not have been what I would have fully appreciated mm-hmm. like in my like 30s, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so glad I waited. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Nice. Um, so of your tattoos, which do you have a favorite or I guess that might be hard to decide, but yeah maybe you do um i don't have kids Josh, as mm-hmm. you know but i guess that question is akin to asking someone with kids like that it's just because yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean it's, it's so hard yeah. to say mm-hmm. um different tattoos represent different things and have different meanings for me mm-hmm. um i really do love my sleeve of botanicals because they are of peonies mm-hmm. and we can talk about the artist francis kuhn just a bit but my mother's name in Vietnamese means peonies. Mm. And so for anyone listening out, my entire left arm is really intricate botanicals and they're all peonies. And I love my mother. Um, definitely a, a mama's boy. So I, I would have to say if, if I'm leaning to any tattoo, it's 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 my left arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And, did, and so you did that over, not all in one sitting, right? Or- no, this was, wow. So I worked with Francis on this over the course of, I kept track, I think it was about like 26 to 28 hours. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And the longest session <laughs> yeah. I had with Francis was, I think it was like a six hour day. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, dude, that I was. It drains you. It drained, not only that, Josh, but it was just so raw. Oh, yeah. Specifically yeah. the shading, because you, you have a lot of shading yeah. too. Yeah. So you get it. Yeah. After hour four. <laughs> After hour four, it was just like... And every time they like wipe. Yeah. And it's like... It's, like, oh. <laughs> it's so painful. And yeah. I don't know about you, Josh, but I actually do like the sensation of the needle. So it's, that doesn't mm-hmm. hurt me. Mm-hmm. But at hour four, it is just mm-hmm. so raw with that shading. And like you mm-hmm. feel like you don't even have skin at that point. Yeah. You're just going. Just, and yeah. going. <laughs> and going. Man, I know that. Uh, you know? Yeah. But um, but yeah, long as I've been in the, in, the, in the chair with Francis was six hours. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think each botanical on its own, minus the shading, took about three to four. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, he just does amazing. His his attention to detail and his outline mm. work is just so crisp. Yeah, I mean and that's even, why I love Francis. Like I'm looking at now, like the shading is like it's unreal. It's yeah, he's it's, unreal. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's just, yeah. And I have. I had this little small space in my bicep that's not filled in yet. Mm-hmm. Um, are you? Are you? I'm just waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting, and I'll tell you why. Because it's just really, really hard. It's very difficult to get in to Francis's books. Mm-hmm. And funny story that I'll share. You know, I have a friendship with with Francis that's just more than like a tattoo like client friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I texted him. 
I think after my first or second session with him, I was like, hey, like, you know, can I come in at a certain time? And Francis, his books are so, they're booked out, I want to say maybe six months in advance, a mm. year out. I don't wow. know. Yeah. But um, he texted me back. He's like, hey, he's like, I hope you won't take this the wrong way, but do you mind just going through the regular process? Because it's just too much having mm. friends text me about work. Yeah. And I really appreciate the fact that he set that boundary. Mm-hmm. Because in my head, like, I was thinking if I was a really well known tattoo artist and I had friends hitting me up left and right, mm-hmm. like, that just, it detracts away from the friendship and just becomes almost like a business transaction, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't appreciate. Mm-hmm. So I really do appreciate Francis saying that boundary early on. But back to that, t- back to the, t- the tattoo, I'm really just waiting to get back on his books. Um, and I kind of keep missing some of his announcements. So I, I need to be a little more on top of that. But, um, yeah, I want to finish this because once that's complete, the entire arm will be complete and I can move on mm-hmm. my attention to, to other areas that I want to get done as well. Nice. Yeah. Francis, is he, he's like a local? Francis artist. is based in Northern Virginia. Okay. And, um, my God, I, he's my go-to. Mm-hmm. He's my go-to guy, Josh. And uh, I would say... In the summer, probably, I have to ask Madeline, but probably anywhere from two to four to six times, sometimes eight, I'll get stopped and asked about my ta- about mm-hmm. his tattoo specifically. Yeah. And um, I mean, that tattoo is, the, is the, I think, the reason, yeah, why we started talking at the gym. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I love the podcast that you're doing, just mm-hmm. because you're facilitating conversation where, you know, like, you see, you see smokers at work, like they kind of have their own posse and tribe mm-hmm. and a facility, even if like you're at a bar, I'm not a smoker, but you know, like if you just go up and like, Hey, I have a cigarette, like it just facilitates conversation. Yeah. I think tattoos in a similar do way. that in our own way. Yeah. And this, there's no creepiness around it. I could, we could walk up yeah. as I did to you. I'm like, I really love your ink work. It's so crisp. <laughs> it's so clean. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, next thing you know, a friendship has developed. So I really, mm. I really love that aspect of tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, that is like, I mean, yeah, so I guess I've only had tattoos for, what was my first one? I think it was about four years ago. So, I've, I mean, obviously I haven't had tattoos as long as you, but that is something like that I n- never would have expected, I think. Just the, yeah, um, yeah, just like the ability tattoos have to start conversations, in, to start friendships, to like make connections with people who you like you probably would never have any other reason to talk to for sure um which i think is yeah it's just like a really beautiful thing (laughs) i love it yeah i absolutely love it and um yeah just to kind of like go back to to francis real quick it was really interesting um josh because i remember the first time i walked into his studio um it wasn't what i imagined Mm -hmm. you know francis's studio to be like Mm -hmm. Because he can be, he can, he can look pretty intimidating. I mean, he has, he's got, you know, tattoos on his face. He's got, mm-hmm. it's just like on his neck everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. So I can see, you know, it would, it, it might intimidate a lot of folks. When you walk in and he's got this amazing library and I'm, I am just a bookworm, you know, two mm-hmm. and through since I was a child. So to see uh, a tattoo artist as I walked in, he's got a collection of Nietzsche and, mm-hmm. you know, Steinbeck and, and just these amazing books, um, Dostoevsky and others, like really deep, intense 
philosophical books. That put me at ease um, before mm-hmm. the needle even even touched me. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got flash work done at this small kind of like pop-up um, mm-hmm. shop. That's actually where originally I met Francis. Mm-hmm. Got a, a flash botanical done, and I was just like, "Wow, I need more work done." Mm-hmm. Booked my second session, and that's you know when I first walked into the studio. Um, but I hope anyone out there definitely look him up on Instagram. Francis, last name K H U U. Hope hope you get into his books. It's really hard. I'm trying to get into his <laughs> books, um, but uh, but yeah, man, so. that's cool. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yeah some of your other tattoos? Sure. Your, um, I have I have Josh here a an aspen leaf. Mm-hmm. This one really means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really cool story. This one was done um, in London. Mm-hmm. The artist is the artist is Claudia Smith, and I think on on Instagram, I think it's like Claudia underscore tattoos. Mm-hmm. And uh, after, afterwards, actually, I can get um, beautiful. So you can link them. I can, yeah, I can. I'd get appreciate the, that the Instagram accounts. Thank yeah. you, but um, you know, she does. This is this is fine line. I think I believe this is single needle, mm-hmm. but uh, again, Josh, it's an aspen leaf, and mm-hmm. this goes back to quarantine COVID in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was in August. Madeline and I, uh, we had posted up in Kansas City mm-hmm. uh, with her parents. That's where Madeline's from. And um, Madeline was actually working for the U.S. Embassy um, in Kabul, Afghanistan. She's mm-hmm. posted there for, for a tour. And um, I was working in D.C. And then, you know, this is going back to March 13, 2020, COVID hits. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Malin's mother texted me. She's a physician. She's like, "Listen, um, I think I think you should come stay with us. You're more than welcome." Mm-hmm. I have a feeling this is going to be really long and protracted. Mm. Um, no, none of us knew how long it would be. Yeah, but I'm glad that um, you know she she gave me that heads up, and I'm glad and feel so fortunate and blessed that I was invited to spend time with her family. Um, we were able to get Malin out of Kabul. Uh, the country evacuated her from the embassy, mm-hmm. and we both met up in Kansas City an hour apart where her mother picked us up all that to say we stayed from uh, we stayed for about six months or so mm-hmm. and towards the end of the summer um, we took a trip when uh, the parks the national parks reopened mm-hmm. and I say this from a, a position of privilege so I, I completely acknowledge that we were able to drive from Kansas City to um, to Colorado and uh, we went to uh, Essie's Park in uh, RMNP. Didn't get to do any climbing, but we backcountried hiked. Mm-hmm. And it was wild, Josh, because we spent a few days there. And it was almost, it was so ethereal and so otherworldly because there were so few hikers. We hiked the first day for, I believe, 14 hours. And I don't think we saw anyone. Mm, wow. And we had everything yeah. on us. We were packing hyperlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to have Estes Park in Colorado almost to yourself, mm-hmm. it was almost dreamlike. And <laughs> I remember, you know, the weather had started turning a little bit because, you know, in Colorado, it's yeah, cooler it can, there earlier, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So towards the end of August, um, the aspen leaves and the aspen trees were turning brilliantly gold. <laughs> so beautiful. And um, this tattoo that Malin actually has as well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an ode to that special time that we had together 
wow. um, during yeah. COVID quarantine. Man, that's really cool. Yeah, and that's, I, I love that tattoos can be a reminder of like certain places, like, like not just like the place, but like, the smells even yes and like, yes josh yeah because I, yes. I bet like the smells were yes yeah and funny that you say that and thank you for acknowledging that because every time every time i look at this tattoo mm-hmm. instantaneously there's a memory of us hiking and of madeline in front of me and aspen trees around us it literally it takes me to that spot every time mm-hmm. i look at it mm-hmm. and i don't have to be consciously thinking about it, it i'll just go there mm. so to your point you know, tattoos can hold such special places in our yeah. consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I actually, I noticed that you have one under yep. the ring too. <laughs> this is, um, this Josh, uh, is, um, a peony. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is a really cool story. So my, I don't know if you know this or not, I'm not sure if I share this. My, my parents opened up the very first Vietnamese restaurant in all of DMV. Oh wow! So all DC, Maryland, Virginia. Is it still open? Um, it no. Yeah, okay. So I can kind of walk you through that story. Mm-hmm. So they opened it up in '71, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom, before it opened, had was working at the Vietnamese embassy mm-hmm. here in DC. She arrived long before my father did. My father did his studies um, in France, uh, but my father was actually my mother's Vietnamese tutor going way back in Vietnam before he went to uni in France. Mm-hmm. Um, all to say, uh, my father spent you know, his adult years, younger adult years in France, in Lyon, and um, came over here and basically worked his way up from being like a, a dishwasher mm-hmm. to a line order cook at a, mm-hmm. at a hotel cafe flipping burgers. Mm-hmm. Um, and before he opened the restaurant, proposed to my mom, but had like no money, mm. but you know, had like a flower. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is kind of an ode to to that experience of my parents having no money whatsoever. My dad mm-hmm. literally had like $5 coming from yeah. France, wow. uh, proposed to my mom, and they ended up cobbling up enough money mm-hmm. to open up this restaurant in Georgetown, which is another wild story, Josh, because on its face, my parents had the audacity to open up a restaurant like mm-hmm. in Georgetown. Yeah. Like, as you know what I mean? Like yeah. immigrants, like what were they doing? Like, uh-huh. I'm surprised they didn't open up a carryout restaurant, right? But let alone mm-hmm. a restaurant in Georgetown. Mm-hmm. But so happy they did because it was a block away, Josh, from the Four Seasons Hotel. Mm-hmm. And so back then, like in the 80s, there was no like W Hotel or you know, mm-hmm. no boutique hotel. So if mm-hmm. you were a celebrity or, you know, whomever, you, mm-hmm. you stayed at the Four Seasons and you knew about my parents' restaurant because it was the place to go to because Vietnamese food at that time didn't really exist. Yeah. And so <laughs> I remember like in the late 80s, as a child, you know, early 90s, driving by there with my mom to drop stuff off and uh, there would be a line, there'd be a queue like literally wrapping around the entire block in Georgetown. It was Whoa. wild. Uh-huh. So growing up, we we had the opportunity to meet like folks like Madonna, like Sean Penn, Michael crazy. Jackson. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, for whatever reason, it became a conservative, um, like a Republican conservative, like gathering point. <laughs> it was really weird. It was like a Reagan gathering point. Like, uh-huh. like 
I think like Dick Cheney and like Libby Scooter and all yeah. of them like would be whisked in and out of like the, the kitchen. I think that's where a lot of like leadership folk met to like, mm. plot strategy. Mm-hmm. No idea why it was a conservative space. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. My parents are Democrats, yeah. but I think back then they were Reaganites. But, um, uh, but yeah, so back to your original question, this tattoo um, just kind of symbolizes, you know, my dad hustling mm-hmm. and grinding in his own way to make his dream happen mm-hmm. and proposing to my mom um, without a ring, mm-hmm. uh, but with, you know, like with a flower. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is a special one too. Mm-hmm. This is a special one too. Yeah. It really is a reminder about how, how fortunate we are mm-hmm. to exist and grow up in a space where from, you know, and I'll speak just for myself, but the accommodations that we have in life, you know, like we don't, we don't lack for anything. Mm-hmm. And I tell Madeline, you know, we had this, this conversation where like, you know, I, I, I feel like we're in the 1%, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. we don't lack for anything, uh, food, shelter, clothing, um, you know, Josh, we can do things like go on a rock climbing trip somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, like, Hey Josh, let's go to Tennessee or whatever yeah. you want. And we can make that happen. Um, Meanwhile, like I think third of the country, a third of the world exists on less than like what, like two, three dollars US yeah. a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, Josh. Did your parents? Did they have siblings? Did they bring help bring siblings over? Um, they so they both see. My mom has one older sibling who, Got it. who came first. Got it. And then she cool. came, and then my dad also had an older brother who came first too. Got to it. The States. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was it was kind of nice because like both of them. Yeah, I guess both of them kind of followed in the footsteps of their older siblings, who really were like the first ones. The here. first ones there. Yeah. So from my parents, Josh, um, that restaurant—it's mm-hmm. such for me. It exists in such a unique place and time in history in DC because my parents used the restaurant as a platform to sponsor all of my aunts and uncles. So both wow. my mother and my father mm-hmm. have—I believe it's eleven brothers and sisters both on each side mm-hmm. and they both use the restaurant as a vehicle to sponsor all of their siblings over mm-hmm. so growing up as a child josh walking in the kitchen and i literally kind of grew up in that kitchen mm-hmm. you know in that restaurant in georgetown it was it was walking into a living room because it was my auntie's cooking mm-hmm. manning all of the big pots the the soup stock pots and it was my mm-hmm. uncles who were the servers um, and so it was a connecting point. It was a gathering point mm. every afternoon after school when my mom would zip by, check up my dad. My dad was working like 16, 17 hour days mm-hmm. there. So I never saw it as a restaurant. I saw it as a connecting point. Mm. Um, and yeah, talking about these stories with you really takes me back to that time as, as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm grateful for all of that. I'm grateful for my parents and the order of magnitude in, to which they leverage that platform to benefit, you know, just not not just my aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. but that restaurant became a space where my older cousins mm-hmm. had a place to work in junior high and high school mm-hmm. to cobble up enough money, and they ended up doing really amazing things. Going to at that time, like George, you know, Georgetown Dental School and mm-hmm. UVA and all these amazing institutions, yeah. and they're all now successful, and mm-hmm. you can trace all of that back. Mm-hmm. To my parents' to that, restaurant. It's wild. Restaurant. Yeah. It's wild. Wow. That's really cool. And you know this because you asked a question about my tattoo. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> Josh, okay. this is a 
my parents' signatures. Ever tell you the story behind this? Oh no! Wow. Uh-huh. So at a certain so, point, what, it's like their their actual oh, signatures. Like their actual signatures. Yeah. Um, made me laugh because uh, I was thinking about the other day how, like this this would have never flied if I was like seventeen, eighteen, like uh-huh. in high school. We're just like, hey, mom and dad, sign this real quick. <laughs> yeah. My parents, my parents had me very late, had me very very late in in, in life, Josh. They should be. My grandparents, my <laughs> very old grandparents, my age. At a certain point, they're just like whatever. And a few years ago, uh, I, I just handed my mom and dad mm-hmm. this blank sheet of paper, this computer paper, and I was like, "Hey, I, I, can you please sign these? Mm-hmm. Sign this." And they're like, "What's it for?" And I was like, "Don't worry about it. Just sign it." They're like, "Okay." So they just like signed their names. Yeah. And I brought it in. And I had just had it stenciled out, and mm-hmm. yeah, these are their actual signatures. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. And I, this one, even though it's just so simple, it's just their signature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just means the world to me because I think I have a very unusual relationship to my parents because they are so much older mm-hmm. and I've always been aware of that and I've always loved them not just as like my mom and dad but that like grandpa, grandma mm. way you love, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. My mom mm. is 4'11", Josh, which mm. makes me love oh, her yeah. even more. <laughs> my dad's like five. I think at one point he was like 5'4", but I think now he's like 5'3". Uh-huh. Shrinking you know, at like 89 years old. He's like shrinking a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, so they're just the most adorable, adorable Asian grandparents. Uh, so yeah, that's that's that. Um, I have a, my mother's name um, tattooed here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so I actually do have, gosh, and I actually did want to make a point about talking about this because mm-hmm. I think it's healthy um, to talk about it, I have um, a an old partner, her name tattooed on my chest, um, which I over the past year uh, have gotten removed um, with uh, with laser. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to acknowledge that just because um, I feel like that's just real life. Yeah, you know what I mean. That is mm-hmm. a part of my life, mm-hmm. and uh, you know some things don't work out, mm-hmm. and uh, you just move on. And um, I've had some conversations with friends like, oh, like, you know, like, did you regret it? I'm like, honestly, I, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I've had to spend time and money and, and getting it, you know, removed. Mm-hmm. But you make the best decision in life at that time mm-hmm. um, that you can make. And again, some things don't work out. Um, but uh, for anyone, I get this question a lot. You know, do you recommend getting you know, someone that you love or mm-hmm. a partner mm, like name. or even a spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, now, having been on the, having been on the <laughs> other side of this, mm-hmm. I would say, um, you know, there's always that risk if you get the name, mm-hmm. but you can always get something that is emblematic mm-hmm. of that relationship that you have, mm-hmm. either yeah. with a husband or wife mm-hmm. or with a long-term partner, boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever the case is. Um, so you might want to think about that route. Yeah. So just offering that up. Yeah, because then it also, like, along the idea of getting something that's, like, emblematic, I think it, because, yeah, it, it means, obviously, like, it can mean more than than just, the, you know, just the name of this person. But also, I think, um, I mean, not speaking as someone who's, like, been in a ton of other relationships before Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I, only, I only was really in one serious relationship before her, before we got married. Sure. sure. Um, but like, I don't know, like you do, like even though they're, yeah, like because, you know, life happens and yeah. certain relationships don't work out a certain way, but 
I think you still do take something from those relationships. You, um, you're a better person mm-hmm. for it, and I, and I really do, I really do believe that, Josh. I think um, some things just don't work out because they're not meant to work out. Mm. But I think that, you know, any relationship, um, you know, and and again, um, there are there are extenuating circumstances yeah. in certain relationships that yeah. tragically, you know, break apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm being very, very general here, but for the most part, I'd like to believe that we can take uh, certain lessons mm-hmm. um, that we can incorporate um, into the next relationship mm-hmm. that can help us and serve us in ways that we might not have expected mm-hmm. um, in healthier, more fruitful ways. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> just wanted to talk about that. Just to yeah. Think, out yeah there thank you for sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. And it's nothing that you know. I, uh-huh. I'm. I'm I have friends and sometimes they are hesitant to ask me. I'm like, no, you can definitely ask me, mm-hmm. you know, like that's just part of my life. And mm-hmm. uh, if that helps them in any way, great. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And let me say this, Josh, for, for listeners out there. Um, a lot of people have a concern around tattoos and your place of work. Mm. My boss um, loves my tattoos mm-hmm. um and i think we're we're now at that juncture where generationally speaking you know it's just widely accepted it's not how it was 20 years ago where if you have a tattoo you're like oh my god yeah. you're a gangster <laughs> at least that was like with our parents generation yeah. like asian parents like, yeah, yeah. you're a gangster yeah. <laughs> he's a gangster you know what i mean like yeah exactly. cross the street um <laughs> And there's a certain way in which you can represent yourself that's tasteful at work where you can have tattoos shown. And, and Madeline has a few pieces. And then, you know, maybe I'll let you have her on as a guest. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. you know, I'll let you, you and her have that conversation. Yeah. But I will say she has a really beautiful pieces. And she has some pieces, um, a piece where that was done and placed in a, in a place where she can wear work-appropriate clothing that's even, you know, kind of like... Um, like sleeveless mm-hmm. um, and she you know she works in international development and that was front of mind for her as well but um, I think what I'm trying to say in a long-winded way is for anyone out there that wants to get tattoo work maybe you don't have any tattoos but you've been waiting just do it mm-hmm. just do it um, find a piece that's memorable to you put some thought into it um, but I really encourage you to do it because I do wish a part of me got some things done earlier mm-hmm. again going back to the conversation, Josh, I'm glad I waited though because what I want on my body is what I love to have. Mm-hmm. But regardless, you know, if, if you feel like you're in time in a place where you want to get it done and you've thought about it, just do it. Mm. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's not tomorrow's never promised for mm-hmm. any of us. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for that encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, like, let me go book now. Yeah. Tomorrow. I do too. Yeah. Let me get prints. Man, if I, I mean, if I can do it like every week. <laughs> Right. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I think for us, Josh, it's really about the money. It's yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so expensive, and yeah. it can be cost prohibitive at times yeah. in your life. Mm-hmm. And I fully get that. But I mean, thank God, Josh, that you and I don't have an unlimited bank account because, yeah. I mean, it would just every day. Yeah. In the chair. Yeah. <laughs> it is a yeah a, a limited bank account is a blessing in some it is because yeah. it makes you be a lot more intentional and deliberate and yeah. we all need that in our lives mm.
thanks to Mark Manuel in Nashville for making the music for this podcast and to Mary Petrasahan for the cover art. And I will add the Instagram accounts of the artists that Lou mentioned today in the podcast description so that you can go and check out their work. And also, if you've enjoyed these episodes so far, give the podcast a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Instagram to get updated on when new episodes come out. And also, definitely check out the, the Instagram page if you want to see some pics of Lou's tattoos. And finally, if you or someone you know is interested in sharing your tattoo stories on the podcast, hit me up through Instagram and we'll get you on the show. Thanks for listening and thank you to Lou for sharing these personal stories with me and our listeners. Uh, I feel like I got to know you exponentially more just in this short time and I'm excited to continue to spend time getting to know you more and to send some clients this week. Till next time. Oh,